0: Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go. Ahsoka! Four Midwest Guys presents... Star Wars
1: Rebels HQ. Battles leave scars. Some you can't see. The Holocaust. I'm afraid it's changing I will never let my friends get hurt again. Your anger gives you strength. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But their history, philosophy... Ah. I must become more powerful. Split the treasure. Oh, that's a
0: classic.
1: One last glorious day in the Grand Army of the Republic. Jedi am Sith, The
0: light and the dark. They'll be the
1: architects
0: of their own destruction. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Four Midwest Guys Presents Star Wars Rebels HQ. Tonight, we'll be reviewing season three, episode 20, Twin Sons. And here with me to do that today is my brother, Aaron. How's it going, man? How's it going, dude? That's all right. All right. Uh, Mr. Eckerbauer couldn't be with us. Uh, He's back working that mandatory overtime. Slave to the job. Slave to the job. Aren't we all? So, uh, but uh, anyway, let's get right into I know he's here as a Force ghost, so let's get right into it. And speaking of soon-to-be Force ghosts, this is the big Kenobi episode, Maul Kenobi episode showdown we've been waiting for. Yeah. So, um, let's go right into it then. So, right off the beginning, I like to call it just Maul Lost in the Desert. He has kind of a... Con moment, to, to use a Star Trek reference, if I may. Really? I kind of went back to the Vader,
1: no... See, I, sort totally, of thing.
0: I, I totally went... You know, he quotes, he goes, Lost, I'm lost, and yet I can feel his presence. So close, so close, I can see him in my mind's eye. Kenobi! Kenobi! It was like, it's con. more like Shatner's Con. Con, yeah, yeah, very much so.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so um, this kind of... Uh, to me, though, this kind of answered a question because we... You know when Maul saw the Twin Sons when they remerged their mm. minds, I was like, man, he's gonna be so far ahead of Ezra. Ezra has no idea where Kenobi is mm. but Maul does, but apparently it I get the sense from this this uh I guess this 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 episode the opening that he's just been wandering the planet for for a
1: while well. A week or so, yeah,
0: maybe more. Yeah, man. it's
1: weird. Like he doesn't actually have a ship unless he was in a similar scenario as you see Ezra in later on. Yeah, because he is just walking around. Where it'd been so much easier just to kind of fly about or something, right?
0: It would be, but I think I actually think Kenobi is sending him on a wild goose chase. I get that feeling. Yeah, like he can't find him. Kenobi keeps moving around, mm. and he can't find him. He can't lure him out, and that's why he has to call to Ezra.
1: Yeah, to bring him come out of it. that way. Yeah, like. like I think it even makes reference to it later on. It's like he wouldn't have survived so long if he could be found that easily. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it definitely does come across like he's either very good at hiding his tracks or at sending kind of a wild goose out, you know, to I think chase. Yeah, I
0: think he's doing it on pers- purpose. I think he's doing it also because he's his job is to protect Luke Skywalker. So he's probably luring him away from Luke, number one. And yeah. then he's also just he's losing he's getting him lost in the desert in the process yeah. so that i think that also shows how maybe more strong in the light side at least maybe from a wisdom perspective he's become over the this time um, in
1: solitude it might not even be like a force sort of thing as much as just kind of the tricks of old age sort of thing kind of you know picked up a few things here and there and just got Could really be. good at hiding himself it's very good it's very <laughs>
0: possible you know but he has been doing when we all we know about kenobi in the desert, canon-wise anyway, is that he's been... That Yoda teaches him how to commune with Qui-Gon Jinn, or the spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm. So he's probably been doing some sort of force training.
1: Or some form of, like, meditating. Meditating, s- you some know, sort of...
0: deepening his, his wisdom. Because he yeah. does actually become one with the force when Vader kills him. So yeah. he does make so that... So he is
1: close on the light side,
0: then. Yeah, he's become much stronger. Yeah. At least that's my, my theory. Anyway. I
1: mean, they would definitely play into it, so that makes sense. I think so.
0: Um, but, yeah, so Maul kind of realizes that he has to lure him out of hiding. and Well, either are
1: that, or it's pretty much if he doesn't find him soon, he's going to die of dehydration. Well, that too,
0: yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, frustration, dehydration. Like,
1: don't get me wrong, he um, might have, like, gotten some water off, you know, some random people he's killed here and there, but it doesn't seem like they're uh, too often.
0: Yeah, I think Maul can probably is probably a heck of a survivor. But yeah, I would think even Tatooine. Well, I mean, at and, this
1: point, he's pretty much come back from the dead. What twice? Well, really,
0: almost. Well, he's been cut in half. That that right there is a hell of a thing to come back from. And yeah. then he, I, I'm assuming he fought the Emperor. He fought the Emperor, survived that. Of course, that was by the Emperor's will at, yeah. only at the end. But still, he survives that and. Yeah, he's kind of like the Energizer bunny, man. He takes a licking and just keeps on ticking. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of a good point to make. You
1: pretty much see him from episode one up until this point just keep on surviving. Yeah. Like pretty much surviving everything that's tried to kill him so far. (laughs) Which
0: is close to everyone. Right. Yeah. But he has this realization. He's like, I've got to draw him out. And so, apparently, he still has one very, very small, tiny piece of, <laughs> of the holocron, the Sith holocron. Yeah, which I hand. was
1: not aware that it, you could take a piece off sort of thing. I
0: didn't either, but I guess he, because he has this one piece, he can still activate the main Sith holocron. Yeah. And therefore, that interacts with the main Jedi holocron. Both shattered, mind you.
1: Yeah. And that sets that whole thing in motion. Yeah, there's a lot of manipulation on Maul's part. Like, it kind of shows how crafty he is in his own way. Yeah, very much so. not only do you have the, like, manipulation of that, but then you have, like, Ezra out in the desert, and you have him, like, giving him, like, false illusions, and, like, these Mm -hmm. almost, like, oasis tricks sort of thing.
0: Well, yeah, I think it was... uh, It's obvious that that the Bendu's warning to Ezra was real. You you know, it's incredibly dangerous Mm. to... To bring these things together yeah so there's obviously now a link that maul is between ezra and maul and maul knows how to exploit that
1: well yeah but it's interesting that he does right like yeah. the fact that they both more or less entered that sort of thing in the same you know time just he had more experience with the right. force and just was able to manipulate that to his advantage
0: yeah that shows you just how strong he's become over the years just maybe with i don't know sith lore and sith artifacts even yeah and understanding it and how it works and he's maybe done his his homework because we see that cave you know a couple episodes ago it's full of all kinds of artifacts and things oh, yeah. of his past and
1: like it's where he's been and yeah i mean he's been surviving the desert you know and out in, you know the entire universe for as long as kenobi and yeah like and pretty much did that without his actual legs
0: (laughs) well uh, you know and the other thing is he's been when he says he's been stranded when we first meet him in rebels on the that planet of malachor with that sith Mm. temple he says he's been marooned there i kind of believe i don't think that's a lie i think that's probably truth he probably got stuck there had to wander around and probably learned quite a bit maybe of sith you know yeah i mean i'm sure he took quite a bit from it yeah Yeah, i I would think it was a good learning experience I, i don't know Again, we don't know for sure, but I'm kind of speculating here. Yeah, I
1: mean, that's one of the things when you know, I guess he's not technically a Sith, but a dark force user still. Where you know, he can kind of manipulate things to his advantage. Or maybe he was burned there, but it was only for like a couple weeks. Or I mean, <laughs> you know. yeah, I went there and it's a Sith vacation. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, hang out at Sith temple, learn a yeah. few things. You know, yeah, see yeah. the sights. Yeah, maybe do a couple. of uh, Might fight a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so. So, yeah, Ezra hears – this is – we saw this in the trailer, the whole Kenobi with the – it's part of the Order 66 warning that Mm. we've seen all the way back even at the beginning of Rebels.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Kenobi kind of – and it just kind of – kind of – it's almost like in an endless loop kind of. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's almost
1: like a a, uh, old video that's just played on like a feedback sort of thing. Yeah. It's just kind of – In the holocron still. Just kind
0: of stuck in a loop.
1: Yeah.
0: And – and then you also hear through the Sith Holocron, once he enters the room, you hear him... It's hard to understand, but it's actually Maul yelling Kenobi. Yeah. And that's what sets Ezra off. And he mm. goes, uh-oh, he's he's close. Or Well, you know, that, that's the fear, anyway. That's his fear, right? Yeah. And that's what Maul's playing off of, anyway. So, um, it's just... It's interesting. Um, I also found it interesting in the scene when we get with Rex later a little later on, how he says no one wants... Wants Master Kenobi to be alive more than him, more mm-hmm. than Rex does. But he and then he goes on to say that Senator Organa has confirmed his death. So this this kind of a small piece of uh, confirmation that Organa is not only ke- he's keeping Obi Wan secret from the Empire, he's keeping Obi Wan secret from just about
1: everybody. Yeah, it's one of those fool your friends, fool your enemy sort of thing, mm-hmm. or at least it comes across that way. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much the only people that would know Kenobi is alive are. Kind of on a need to know basis, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I because I found it it's interesting to me that this is going on because we know from Rogue One that my Mothma knows that he's alive. Yeah, because she she says your Jedi friend, or at least she knows that a Jedi that he knows a Jedi. Maybe yeah. not as so much as Obi
1: Wan, but so it, it, it implies Kenobi though.
0: So it, it's just it was kind of an interesting um, I don't know little tidbit I guess it was like oh okay so yeah he's yeah. lying to everybody he's covering up. You know mm. He's covering for Kenobi. And well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like,
1: if you have anyone spreading rumors that a Jedi is still alive, then you have Inquisitors or you have Vader chasing mm-hmm. after him, right? Yeah. On the Emperor's orders? Precisely, yeah.
0: Well, Vader would probably be chasing him because that's, well, we've talked about it before, Vader is, I, I think Vader's main source for the dark side power is his need for revenge against Kenobi. Yeah. You know, he's always looking for Kenobi. He hates Kenobi. He hates so Stan
1: he Kenobi. So you think Vader and Maul had a lot in common in their hatred for Kenobi? Then?
0: <clears throat> yeah, very much so, yeah. It's their it's their drive, right? For Vader especially, it's he's his father figure as a child, you know as Anakin, but he's paced all of his blame and his pain and everything that has happened to him, he's he's put it all on Kenobi. Yeah. You know, even if it's not 100% true, but in his mind, mm. it's all Kenobi's fault. Yeah.
1: And that starts right from the top. So you view that as more like a parental anger sort of thing. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, I mean, as soon as we see it in Revenge of the Sith you know, where he's screaming, I hate you. Of course, he's cut off all his limbs, but one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. You know, well, that, that's where... I, I
1: feel like you're going to be a little annoyed if you lose all your limbs.
0: But even before that, in episode two, he's talking about how Obi-Wan's holding him back. Mm. You know, I'm better, I'm stronger than Obi-Wan, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. He's already... It's already starting there. Yeah. You know, the resentment. And that's kind of like that father-son stuff. But still, you know, so... So,
1: yeah. But, Whereas with Maul, you it kind of comes across as just more adversarial
0: with Maul. It's just Maul wants him to feel his pain that he's caused him. Mm. And we see that in the clone wars with the Sateen mm. in the Mandalore arc, because he, he kills Satine in front of Obi-Wan and mm. make Obi-Wan feel his pain, blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, kind of, but I mean, that's but, also part of just Maul kind of messing with him in his own rise to power.
0: Yeah. Now this time around, I think, I feel like Maul feels like his, his time is, he's getting older. He yeah. feels like he's, he's He just he's, wants use, to finish old business. Yeah, his usefulness is coming to an end and he, you know, he, and that's why he says he's looking for hope at the beginning of this season. I think he's he's looking for a purpose. Yeah. And when he finds out Kenobi's is alive, he's like, aha you know, that that
1: that's that, that's why I still exist. That's my
0: destiny is yeah. to to fight him, to kill him, or potentially kill him or him kill me. Yeah. yeah that's how he's looking at it. At least that's you know, my interpretation. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but getting back to that scene, I thought, here's Hera again kind of throwing the rebellion back in um, Ezra's face a little bit. Um, you think so? A little bit, yeah, because she's like, we're preparing. I mean, she's making a valid point.
1: But well, she- that's kind of how it came across to me is like, you're from Lothal. We're going to Lothal. You know the area really well, and that's beneficial to us. Right. Like, it's not really that much different than when they threw Sabine, you know, into the Mandalore kind right? Of Situation,
0: which again, I'm kind of I don't know. She really uses that a lot. I mean, I I, I get it, and yeah, they're all committed to it, and that that's their thing. I mean, it
1: is a rebellion, and that's what they're all part of. Part of,
0: and it makes sense. It's just to me, I feel like she she really throws it in their face. I mean, hard because I mean. If she even well, I mean they're a
1: family, but they're also kind of soldiers. So well, yeah, because, it's a balancing act.
0: But you know, because Ezra's like, well, what if Master Kenobi's alive? Think of what he could do for the rebellion. And she counters right back on him and goes, Well, if he was alive, do you think he'd be hiding in some backwater world instead of helping us? You know, she's kind of.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that kind of explains why Tatooine was picked for that, though, right? Well, for, we know that. Yeah, we know why he's hiding
0: on a backwater world.
1: No, no, I just mean from like. Uh, a hindsight sort of scenario, like that's kind of why that you know Luke's hidden on Tatooine because right. it is a backwater world and Vader hates sand. So,
0: well, not only that, I <laughs> I used to, and the comic books have because he actually does go to Tatooine in the comic books. So, oh, does it? Yeah, those are now canon. So, I used to think it was perfect <laughs> for him to hide there because Anakin would never want to go back to Tatooine because it would bring back thoughts of anakin and his mother and, okay. and all that so that's why i always thought the tattooing was the perfect hiding place okay for luke from that perspective and obi-wan because he would never go there that's why mm. i justified in my mind why he sent down a detachment to find the plans instead of going himself okay and a new hope when they you know when
1: they all right they, so what did he go for to tattooing for in the one comic
0: In the comic books he's uh he's sent there to uh to bargain with Java and it's all part of a, a thing with the Emperor. Wait, is
1: Jabba on Tatooine
0: in one point? Oh ta- Jabba's always on Tatooine. Is it? That's the same planet.
1: Oh, oh yeah. When you've
0: seen Return of the Jedi, yeah. Jabba's Palace, yeah, that's that's Tatooine. Huh. It's a different part. Yeah. But it's still Tatooine. Yeah.
1: I completely forgot that but yeah.
0: So so yeah, he actually does go back to, spoiler alert, he does go to Tatooine and you know, does his thing with Java but, you know, he then he kills a bunch of sand people to get off his, you know, you know, bloodthirstiness, but, um, but yeah,
1: he likes killing sand people.
0: Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I would too, honestly, but if they killed my, our mom, come on. Yeah. You know, a little, a little revenge. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it's not like those were the ones that killed your mom. I mean, I mean, pretty much if you've seen the, you know, like prequels, he he more or less got revenge on that, so
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, he killed everybody, yeah,, yeah. so
1: pretty much you're you're just you know, well, when you're a sith lord, i mean it, it's a bit racist though, isn't it well, sure it is, but he's <laughs> he's
0: he's a, he's the dark side, i mean, come on you're, you're, if you're if you're a sith lord and you're on the dark side, yeah, yeah, you're gonna do that shit, in my opinion, i mean, if I you're about- if you're that evil, hey, you know. It's just par for the course.
1: If you're that evil, just it, it's fine. Just to group an entire race together.
0: Hey, I mean we, that <laughs> great evil has been done under the same circumstances. Yeah. So, so, in real life, unfortunately. All right. So Ezra goes awol. I did like this scene, uh, um, just from the fact that he used AP five as
1: <laughs> reasoning as a distraction. I guess kind of, but it also kind of if- the fact the guy looks at the paperwork is like, Oh, everything looks in order. That seems about right for him.
0: Yeah, that calculator has been working overtime. I just yeah. found
1: that a like, like it almost seems like maybe that actually he just signed up for that mission or like <laughs> that like just routine duty, right someone had to do it and it gave him access, but it really was something A V five did order. Yeah, did order. It's like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes
0: sense. That yeah. guy got-
1: he just took some other dude's place on that job. Yeah, he's just
0: like that, yeah, that anal droid, yeah. Yeah.
1: But kind of but yeah. it, it is interesting because it does show that A P five is actually being pretty helpful in the scenario, I guess, in terms of like just managing all the yeah, kind of like supplies and such. Yeah.
0: And we do find out that there is actually an A Wing trainer, which I did not know existed. Makes sense. Yeah. But there is a but I guess we have seen it before, kind of. I now that I think about it. But mm. with Kanan and uh and uh, Ezra both in an A-wing yeah. earlier in the season. But anyway,
1: so that that's all I really wanted. I just thought it was kind of amusing. Oh, yeah. It was an amusing little side note for what was more or less a more dramatic episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, so finally, moving on to the arrival on Tatooine. Um, I kind of like how he uses the force. Obviously, he finds out Chopper is stowed away. Um, and then he kind of just uses the force and lets, tells Chopper where to fly.
1: Yeah, with well, the, I mean, he's trying to rely on the holocrons to lead, to him, lead him to where he right. needs to go.
0: In fact, he goes, "Okay, Master Kenobi, if you're down there showing me something, you know, he he still thinks, even though Maul's manipulating him, he still thinks that you know oh, yeah. that he's linked to Kenobi mm. through the holocron."
1: Well, I mean, even when he actually does figure out that <coughs> he, like it's a trap scene later, and um, like he realizes there's another like holocron piece and all that, even later on, he does see seem like he thinks he's following like kenobi's like guidance and to a certain extent
0: to a certain extent yeah and he has no idea and it's funny because you know obviously he the those holocrons lead him into a trap with the sand people yeah. which obviously maul sets up for him
1: which i is don't know if he sets up like the thing well, with it, the raiders
0: themselves i or think he that's... does because he leaves it right there under that rock and he lands right there, and the Sand People are right
1: there. Yeah, but then he just kills them. Yeah, because they served their purpose. His, I don't he, know. Like, I'm not sure if that was part of the plan as much as just he wanted to get the drop on Ezra.
0: I think he wanted his Ezra's ship destroyed. Okay. and But he didn't want it to be him doing it. He didn't want Ezra to see it was Maul doing oh, okay. it. okay. So.
1: I can see your point on that. So,
0: yeah, I think it, the, the Sand People were just a means to an end. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was... It was good to see the Sand people again. It was kind of cool, you know. Yeah,
1: they're still just as annoying.
0: Oh yeah. The, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> but to me that's Star Wars. I mean, that makes it feel like Star Wars. Yeah, to me. that's
1: it's uh it's a classic sound of the original film. Yeah,
0: so. it, just to see it, you know, cuz you you kind of the fight scene, you know, it was something similar to what Luke, when Luke fought him in yeah. New Hope, kind of, sort of. So
1: yeah, it's weird because at one point when they're fighting uh, or when Ezra's fighting him, like you have that one that just goes like right on top of him, and, like pushes yeah. him down. Yeah,
0: and that's exactly what happens to Luke, except mm-hmm. Luke's dodging like a like a club.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and the guy's trying to beat him to death, but it's sim- it's very similar. Yeah. And I always I feel like Episode Four in Star Wars, it feels like Tatooine. That's that's the first time it felt like Tatooine to me. Not that Maul running around in a desert, it doesn't, but. It's that's thats Tatooine. There's a lot of desert planets. There's a lot, obviously now, right? Yeah. There's Jakku, which are okay, but in other desert not planets. like Jakku. I just I know there's more out there, and I keep hearing that there's more to Jakku, but yeah, there better be because why not put that on Tatooine? You know, yeah. I, I just don't understand. But from what I'm hearing from the books, mm. it, there's there's more to Jakku than meets the eye. So okay, we'll see. Hopefully that's the case.
1: So your, your, uh, your opinion, Jakku is being reserved <laughs> essentially
0: for future judgment. Yeah. Okay. I will, uh, reserve judgment for now as they say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I liked how Mollus had just kind of used them once they were done. He just yeah. pulls out his lightsaber and just wax them.
1: You know that or it's one of the things like still kind of need him alive. So don't kill him dead.
0: Dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm done with you. That's it. Um, and then the other part about that scene is Chopper's choice, um,
1: you know. As oh, before uh, he's, like, he still have the uh, chance to go, like, home sort of thing. Yeah, he's
0: like, well, you can follow this ridge line. Okay, yeah. You know, because he sees Maul out in the desert, and he's like, well, I'm going to go that way. He sees that vision, and he starts yeah, going that like way. like the hallucination. Yeah, and then, so he's, he's literally going out in the middle of the
1: desert. Yeah, it's interesting there because you actually see Chopper have that sort of, like, Look in the direction he was going to go, then the ridgeline's safe, and then look back, and back and forth. Back like and Kind forth. of make that decision.
0: And to me, that's very reminiscent, again, of A New Hope, because R2-D2 does that yeah. with, with C-3PO.
1: Though, it's also kind of interesting with Chopper, like, the noises he makes in this are very, like, Kenny-like from South Park. Like, you almost <laughs> actually can understand what he's saying in this episode.
0: You know what I liked about the whole thing? Not only the looking back and forth, but he actually sighs. Yeah. At the end, he's like, Ugh.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's like, funny right. because after the ship blows up, you can almost hear him being like, well, what now? <laughs> because, like, it really is really close to, like, the words, like, that he, yeah. he, that they're implying. Very much so. Like, it really does sound like they just muffled someone's voice and, like, <laughs> made little electronic beeping sounds over it.
0: Yeah, it, And Ezra just doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's just like, I'm going, you can either follow or you can go that way, pal. I, yeah. I don't really care.
1: Like, yeah, I know that's not good for Joyce, but fuck it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I love the sigh. The sigh was just perfect. I that's the first time I've ever seen a droid sigh. I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like
1: you're gonna see like the disappointment on his face of like, ah, damn it.
0: (laughs) He's like, son of a. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be funny if they actually got him to do the son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so okay, so they wander off into the desert. There's the sandstorm.
1: I just thought the Sandstorm scene was, like, kind of, like, small, but I thought it was subtle and it did its job well. It would, like, yeah. Like, you see him kind of, like, lost. You see, like, Chopper struggling to get by in it, Mm -hmm. like, and you have Ezra, like, calling out, like, come on, push forward, sort of thing. Right. Like, I thought it did, like, its role really well.
0: Well, it definitely puts them in, like, a real distress situation, and then you have (laughs) the the Maul's in Ezra's head the whole time, Yeah, you know, just taunting him, really. You, You know, he's like...
1: You know, draw like, him
0: out. Your pain, your sorrow, it calls to him. You oh, know?
1: yeah, and then he's just, like, he's just beating him down. Yeah. Like, like yeah. just, like, you failed everyone sort of thing. Yeah,
0: know? and after once the storm is out, it, he sees her exhausted. Chopper's battery goes dead. Yeah. Which was kind of an interesting scene. I've never seen it. just well, yeah, but like, like a car stalling out,
1: almost. But, it, I mean, at the same time, like, clearly he's struggling through this whole scenario. The fact that he didn't have just, like, sand just destroying, like, like His, electronics and shit for him. Right. Itself is kind of amazing, but like it's struggling through that for like hours on end. Like, I, I don't know if we've re- ever really discussed the battery life for droid, but it has to be like within a day.
0: Well, it, depending on what, and again, it might be the circumstances too. Like you're saying, we don't know if he's fully charged when they leave. Number one. Yeah. And number two, the sandstorm. Yeah. That we don't know how long they're in the desert really either. Yeah. We, it could be a couple days for all we know. Um, probably not but um but yeah also the wear and tear it and it's funny when they come out of that sandstorm it was similar to how r2d2 and c3po look after wandering around the desert they got yeah chops got like oil and mud mixed kind of coming out the seams of yeah, his well, joints I mean, you must
1: have that almost on ezra as well yeah like ezra's just covered just in covered his, it yeah.
0: they did a really nice job with that too because he stays dirty all the way until the end of the episode yeah. which is it's pretty good continuity. Yeah, even by the
1: time he gets back to like the base, the like base he's, he's still covered in sand yeah. and crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of sand though. Like, it, yeah, if you're ever out in the sandstorm, man, it's fucking everywhere.
0: It gets coarse. It's everywhere. I hate sand. <laughs>
1: I don't know it's okay. It's but, just like it yeah. it's in your socks and but, such. But right?
0: yeah, you know, hey, Anakin had a point after all, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Chopper's battery dies, and that's when Maul. And Ezra's blaming himself, saying he should have stayed home. And that's when Maul hits him again. He goes, yeah. you failed your friends. You failed. He is dead. Mm. You know, you led him to me, and I killed him. You yeah. know, and that's, you know, and then you see that's where Maul literally has the vision of Maul trying to cut at him. He throws yeah. his lightsaber at him. Well, it's almost like you he know?
1: tries slashing at Maul, and then just, like, Whoa. he loses his balance and almost, like, just throws it back.
0: Yeah, and he just collapses after that. That's yeah. like It's just like a desperation. Yeah. Move. Like, no, you know, and then. That's it.
1: Yeah, like he was just expecting something to bounce off of, like in terms of like another lightsaber or something. Something those along lines. One of those lines. You know, in some ways I wish they
0: had almost kept – I know they couldn't have, but it would have been cool if they had kept Kenobi a secret.
1: Mm.
0: Somewhat because when he walks up, it's pretty cool. Like for me it was kind of cool just watching him walk up, even though he's got the hood over him. You know it's Kenobi. He's yeah. He's got the tattered robes on and that would have been pretty sweet to keep secret, but that's just. Me. I don't
1: know. I feel like how they kind of played it up was fine. Like, I don't think you had to really go with a huge mystery thing. Also, you with the audience he's kind of going for a little younger, so maybe you kind of want to kind of project that a little bit for some sort of benefit.
0: Probably, it just would have been cool because you would have known it's Tatooine. You've been like, "Where's Kenobi? Where's Kenobi? Where's Kenobi? And there he is." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Just maybe that's just me. Um, all right, so let's get to the the coolest part of the episode. I like to call it just a fire. In the desert, where um, you just call it the duel. Um, but before the duel, they have the whole... There's a back. There's a really cool back and forth between Ezra and Kenobi. Um, it's almost... It's a nice mentorship sort of thing. Yeah. Even it, though
1: it's very brief.
0: It felt very much like Ben Kenobi and Luke Skywalker again in very many ways. Yeah,
1: kind of. It has that sort of element. It's interesting seeing how they actually have... Um, Kenobi talking this in comparison to Clone Wars because mm-hmm. it is much closer to what you have in like uh, episode 4. Oh
0: yeah, this is no longer Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's a difference in my mind. There's Obi-Wan Kenobi which is Ewan McGregor mm. and his betrayal. And then there is Ben Kenobi which is uh, Sir Alec Guinness in yeah. his thing. And the Steve Stanton who does the voice is almost dead on uh, it's very close, very yeah. very close to. But it's uh, interesting elegance. in terms of
1: how they animated it because it does. It is actually kind of a nice blend, like, yeah. Of like the actors,
0: and the, you know what else I liked about how they animated him is he's not. By the time we see him in A New Hope, he's fully white. Yeah, he still has just a touch of color in his beard, still a little bit of brown mm. in his mustache and his beard, and I liked that. Yeah, because he still is. This is still about two years before A New Hope. So they actually do take a little bit of detail.
1: Yeah, like it's a kind of nice blending of the character. Of the
0: designs. character, yeah. But yeah, I mean, his his voice is, is it was just
1: that on. I mean, right but from Not the- just even the voice, but just like the pacing of it mm-hmm. as well. Like just not like the mannerisms that kind of go along with it. Well, even like the pitch of his voice. I, I can't do
0: Kenobi real well, but even right from the first line he says to Ezra, he goes, you're in the wrong place, Ezra Bridger. I yeah. mean, that's exact. That's Alec Guinness. I mean, he he takes it up and it goes back down. You know? Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, a long time. You know, yeah. same. Uh, that's horrible, but you know, it's the same thing. It, yeah. It, he yeah. The, the, There's the that sentence, fluctuation. Yeah, the fluctuation, the pitch.
1: He's got it dead on. Yeah, it's a very good impression, essentially. And
0: he—I guess he's been doing it a while, from what I understand. Uh, he's a lot of the Star Wars um, games, including uh, Disney three 0, uh, Infinity three being the latest. Okay, he does the voice for Ben Kenobi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you're in the wrong place, Ezra Bridger. He knows Ezra? Question mark.
1: Um, I actually kind of assumed he got that from Chopper because he does like, kind of speak to R2 a little bit in uh, A New Hope. Or Chopper is pretty much kind of charging by this point. He's kind of up and running on the little Mm -hmm. lantern battery thing. Okay. That that was my assumption, anyway.
0: (coughs) I didn't even think about that, so that's an interesting point.
1: I didn't think about him. Were you thinking it was more of, like, a Force connection sort of thing? Yeah,
0: because if Yoda can reach out through the Force to Ezra Bridger, (laughs) then I would think he could do the same, especially if if uh, Kenobi is communing with Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah. then I would think he could easily do the same with, with Yoda. I don't
1: know. Did they ever actually show Qui-Gon Jinn as like a Force ghost sort of thing? Or uh,
0: In the Clone Wars 1 episode,
1: yes. Okay. Uh,
0: and that's the Mortis trilogy. And the only reason he appears as a full ghost there is because it's a nexus in the Force. Kind of like a focal point. Okay. The Force kind of flows through this this space. Okay. Outside of that, he he is not a Force ghost he, because he never completes his special training to to retain his essence after death. Okay, it's like he's a partial. He's a voice, but nothing else. Okay, or he's.
1: Like, Do you find it weird that the light side has the thing that kind of gives you immortality, even though that's more or less what a lot of the Sith want in the dark side.
0: Yes, and that's that's the that's the thing is. And it's it's the big thing, at least from George Lucas's point of view, that the Sith do not understand. Mm. Even though they want to live forever, they do not believe that there is an afterlife. Mm. That everything is now. That you know they believe in in strength, passion, you know that everything in the physical realm. Mm. They don't believe in an afterlife. There is no afterlife. There's only oblivion. Yeah, after afterlife. So um, to them, yeah. But in George's interpretation of it the light side of the force does grant immortality to select you to select select select, select few so you know so otherwise there otherwise and that's only to a select few otherwise the jedi teach that you just become one with the force and that you know you're yeah but you're i
1: mean that's kind of weird though right like if you have the teaching that's like you become one with the force that mm-hmm. you kind of which is a borderline nirvana yes kind of but uh yeah. But then you also have like this secret like technique to where you kind of retain your essence and not completely go into the force. Yes. Yeah. For like, it it seems like few. countering itself a little bit. For, for right?
0: the, a little bit. It's not really countering. It's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like a, a reward, I guess, in a way. Like, okay. Like if you've lit, if you've, you've done this and you completely understand the force, if you completely understand the light side of the force and. and and the balance of the Force and everything about the Force, then, yes, you can maintain
1: your... Is it weird there's no other Force Ghosts pre-Yoda? I think there is. They just... They don't show them, though. Yeah. But, like, if they retain the essence and they, like, can keep track of the Force, and they commune with the Force, wouldn't you see, like, a couple of them pre-Yoda? Like, they would just pop up in these scenarios? They still could. Um, A lot of this stuff
0: is... No longer canon, so it's hard to say. Okay, fair enough. Um, you know, because up to a certain point, it was just kind of assumed um, that any Jedi could become a Force ghost, but apparently that's not the case now. Yeah, because they did, and according to Clone Wars season six, which I highly recommend watching if you haven't seen it, you got to watch yeah, it. I have um, seen it, like the the, uh, the Yoda arc. The Yoda arc or... <laughs> that really goes into the whole explanation of it, and yeah. uh, it's very deep, very you know, mythological. Yeah, deep, it's. Mythology. Uh,
1: yeah, it's actually a pretty good highlight for the Clone Wars. Actually, yeah, I
0: think it's probably the best story arc in Clone Wars, one of the best, if not yeah. the best. Um, but yeah, no, um, I mean,
1: especially as someone who likes like comparative religion mythology, like that's that's kind of a highlight for Clone Wars for me.
0: Yeah, it it it's definitely up there. Absolutely, like I said, I I dug that big time. I watched, yeah. I remember watching that whole story arc, and I watched it again. right, I, oh yeah, because I, Cause I mean, it.
1: like. As someone who was a fan from the beginning, like, just going into that much detail, like, yeah. kind of the universe building of it. Sure. Yeah.
0: It goes, you know, because it, it's, it's about accepting the light and the dark and, you know, that you can't have one without the other. You mm. know, and you have to have something that destroys it in order to give birth to something new. You know, yeah. it, that whole recycle, you know, circle of life crap. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. So it, it, it's good stuff, though. So from a star, if you're if you enjoy Star Wars, then yeah, you know
1: it has that kind of there's you can't really have shadows without light sort of thing. Yeah, very,
0: to it. yeah, it's very much yin and yang, yeah, yeah, yeah in many many aspects.
1: Um, but anyway, uh, where were we? Um, I think we were talking about Ezra talking to Kenobi out in the desert.
0: That's right. So yeah, so you're on the wrong place Ezra a So and how he knows? I, yeah, I think he. I think he knows from Yoda or from qui I would think they're, you know, at this point. I would point. just
1: assume he's talking to Chopper while and Ezra's fast out.
0: And you know what? That could very well be. <laughs> I never even thought about that. I went right to the Force, so. Yeah. <coughs> but, you know, sometimes. Chopper we, seems like he talks <coughs> kids about people when they're asleep. That's all. I could definitely see that. And <laughs> you know what? You could be sometimes the most practical answer is the best answer, and you could be completely right.
1: Well, that's uh, Folkham's razor,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Fulcrum's razor. Um, I know. is
1: that the right pronunciation of it?
0: What's that? Fulcrum? Yeah. Yeah, Fulcrum was oh, okay. Ahsoka and also um uh Agent Callus. I don't know, uh, no, 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 there's
1: like the scientific principle, like the most plausible explanation or the simplest explanation tends to be the most right.
0: Oh, um yeah, I don't know if it's Or am really... I saying it Ryan? I don't think... I'm
1: probably saying it wrong. I I can't remember. I know what you're talking about though. Is it, it O'Cram's razor? No. It's uh it's something. It, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll look it up later. Yep,
0: I'm sure people will scream at us later. Oh yeah, definitely. if you know, please contact 4medwestguys at, at gmail dot com.
1: Shows how good my memory is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, so Ezra finally meets Obi One Kenobi. Um, he basically he's like, I've come to warn you about Maul. Um, you know one, and then that's when. Obi hits him with his, his his foolish line, which is classic Obi Wan Kenobi to me. Yeah. One does not survive for as long as
1: I have by being foolish, you know. And yeah. that he—it's borderline smartass. It is. Yeah. It is.
0: It's, it's kind of like, well, duh. Yeah, I know he's here. Um, yeah. And not only does he already know, but he also has no intention of fighting him. Fighting him, which is pretty interesting to me.
1: Well, he said he has no intention of fighting him, though it's unavoidable at this point.
0: At this point, because Ezra's here now. Yeah, but
1: if Ezra didn't show up, if he wasn't lured out, he was just going to keep avoiding
0: him. He was going to keep avoiding him, keep him going in circles until he went crazy, it sounded like. Yeah. Which is much worse than fighting him. (laughs) I mean, literally. I mean, you're driving a man insane, but still, Well, I mean, he's kind of
1: already a little insane, so. But it it
0: also, it sticks very close to the light side of the force being the passive, aggressive, you you know, kind of the, the wiser move. Really. Yeah.
1: It's being like, well, you never lose a battle. You don't have to fight sort of thing.
0: Well, and he's not really being a coward. He's just, he's, he's finding a different way to, to fight Maul. And you're well,
1: that or just assuming it's an unnecessary battle.
0: It's unnecessary. His primary job is to protect Luke. If he can win this way, then so be it, yeah. you know, and still get the same result.
1: Kind of, you know, exert less force, same result. Yeah.
0: No violence. Yeah. So, I, I thought that was Who knows, very maybe interesting. Maybe he just
1: thought Maul would get bored and wander off. Well, <laughs> they,
0: they, that might have happened if he hadn't come to Ezra. He may either that or gone mad. Yeah, you know, completely gone crazy
1: out in the middle of nowhere. Just keep killing raiders. Yeah, probably. Just really after all the darks force users killing them, you wouldn't think there's that many left by episode four.
0: Yeah, you would think so, right? <laughs>
1: but, I don't know. Just entire tribes. You would
0: think there'd be whole tribes just like with, like, pictures of Vader, kind of, like... <laughs> like a most wanted poster. Or, or, or pictures of Anakin, even, like... Yeah. St- warning. <laughs> Stay away from this, this god. If you see
1: anyone with a red lightsaber, run. Red, blue, or otherwise,
0: run. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but, yeah. But, uh... <clears throat> but then Ezra's like, well, the, hol- the holocrons, the you know, they told me, you know, that Kenobi would be the one that destroy that you'll be the one to destroy the Sith mm. he's like well that's that's news to me almost he's he almost he doesn't use those exact words but it's like it's pretty close it's like really um that's kind first of, I heard of it first I, yeah that's what he, that's exactly what he says yeah. first I've heard of it <laughs> once again
1: bit of a smart ass Very, it, it kind of fits the character but pretty it fits. Well. it's oh.
0: it's that you know that wise sage wise ass sage but yeah. there we go um and then Ezra adds well the rebellion needs Needs your your help to defeat the empire, and then Kenobi throws it right back in his face again. Well, you already have what you need, but mm. you seem to be throwing it all away. Yeah, I mean, throwing it right back in his f- face, kind of every time. It, it's it's true though. I yeah, mean, he's left everything to, to come here because he much. thinks he's doing the right thing.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, he also mentions about how Maul was manipulating that desire mm-hmm. to do
0: the right thing.
1: Precisely, you know, through the holocrons, he's
0: he's played on your good intentions.
1: You it know? also has a weird kind of line where he's talking about how the truth is somewhat like subjective. Well, and you know what's what's funny about that line
0: is he it's it reminds me very much of well what I told you was true from a certain point of view. It, it, yeah, very much so. Yeah, that that whole line about. Uh, in fact, I think I got it written down in here somewhere. Uh, I'm not um, really sure. Uh, but yeah, that it's it's uh, it's your point of it's. You only believed what you wanted to believe. You only heard what you wanted to hear, and you only yeah. believed what you wanted to believe. You know, and it was that whole. Yeah. It, to me, it was like, okay, here, this is the,
1: well, what I told you was true from a certain point of view speech all over again. You know, I don't know. To me, it had kind of a different kind of context to it, but it was, I could see the similarities.
0: It, yeah, yeah, it, it was like, to me, it was just like. Well, yeah, from my point of view, yeah, your father... Vader did kill your father from, you know... Yeah. This is what I believe. This is how I saw it. Yeah. It's kind of similar in the same way. This is
1: how I subjectively viewed it.
0: And then he's kind of using that same thing on Ezra, but he's going, well, you saw it wrong, though. He said, you know, you saw what you wanted to see. You believed what you wanted to believe. But in reality... You're being manipulated.
1: Yeah, like you're kind of twisting the facts to fit your own narrative. Pre- exactly. You are not aware of your cognitive bias here.
0: Yes, precisely. In spite of your your best intentions,
1: mm.
0: and your are you know he, he you know he, your desire to do good, but you're really throwing things out of balance. He's like, yeah. you shouldn't be here, kid. You yeah, know? I
1: have a weird question on the scene. What exactly is the lizard thing he rides as a horse?
0: That is what they call a do my friend. Oh, okay. It has uh, been around for quite a while in the Star Wars world. Okay. Uh, first seen in the Star Wars special edition of A New Hope. Yeah. was the first time we actually saw one. Okay. Uh, but they've been in the books and the, the non now non canon <laughs> literature for quite a while.
1: Like, I know there's... Um... Like a couple other creatures we see that are similar to them, I just don't know if they're exactly the same as that one was. No,
0: those are those are what they call dewbacks. So. Okay,
1: because I know like Ahsoka's father is riding something kind of similar in one episode, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's the same thing. That's
0: not the same thing. That is, I forget what those are called, but those are apparently just uh, native to uh, that their home world. Okay, um, but yeah, but yeah, so okay, All but, right. but yeah, we first see them, The stormtroopers are actually riding them in a New Hope special edition. If you go oh, back okay. and watch that when they first come down to the planet looking for the droids or looking yeah. for the plans that's and they go, "Look, sir, droids." You see them in the background riding around on the dewbacks. Oh, nice. They're CGI, but yeah. so you get the idea. But yeah, that that's what that is. So. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. All right. Um so all right. So let's get down to Maul's fate. <laughs> um you know this scene was just, uh, and I almost I give a dramatic pause, it was, um, there was just a lot there. It was so short, but yet it was, there was so much to it at the same time. Yep. Less was more in this case. I yeah, would
1: I mean, it wasn't the fight scene or, like, the scene I was expecting, but I actually did enjoy it, and it had a lot of throwbacks to, like, a lot of old samurai films I kind of dig in that regard to how it was shot and, like, how mm-hmm. quickly it was. Yeah. So like like you can see their feet kind of digging in, in the sand even yeah
0: kind of like that like you animation. kind of have
1: like kind of them reading each other and then just it's done
0: it's done and it's over really quick
1: but like, if you ever seen like um, Seven Samurai or like the old Zatoichi films or any of those like kind of classic like samurai films like you have a lot of those almost western style like quick draw sort of... Yeah,
0: he just pulls out his sword real quick and then the the guys just drop.
1: Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. It
0: was very similar to that. And
1: honestly, it's one of those things, like, watching is, like, it's amazing that doesn't come up more within the Star Wars universe because you could apply that into, like, large fight scenes so easily and so Mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah. And it actually... If you look at like Lucas's like in, like inspirations for a lot of Star Wars scenes, it is a lot of old like Akira Kurosawa
0: stuff. Oh, absolutely! He borrows heavily from Kurosawa. He borrows so it's heavy. it's kind yeah. of
1: amazing. You don't see that old school samurai fight scene thing kind of pop up more. I think
0: because in all the movies, the it the the uh, the duel is has become such a big deal. right? Yeah. you know, it's all about the you know it's it's the climax of the movie mm. usually so they're always drawn out a little bit more oh, yeah. with ex- I, mean, I i can kind ex- of, of
1: see it it's just especially with the cartoon series where mm. it does allow you the freedom to do that sort of thing yeah. more often it's it's weird that this is the first time it really seems like that's come up
0: yeah and, and it works brilliantly too because you know everybody was when the build up to this thing was huge and everybody was kind of already talking about well it'd be great to see the duel the fates again you know episode mm. 1 we're going to see it again and i'm like even in the back of my mind, i'm like no you can't do that because but in 2 years you're going to he's going to fight vader and that duel is not very
1: yeah, very I mean, elaborate it's not really
0: it's fighting in a hallway and there's not much to it we don't see a lot of it anyway yeah and uh, so you can't you can't, I was, so I was wondering in the back of my mind, I'm like, you can't do that. How are they going to get away with this?
1: Like, how do you have like a grand Yoda jumping everywhere sort of fight scene? And then, then just yeah, kind of just, like just sticks in the air,
0: crossing blades and kind of doing the, you know, the like it's
1: just kind of a block, 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 block strike.
0: Block, strike. Yeah. And that's basically all it is really when you get down to it. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no jumping. It's pretty no pretty I mean, basic.
1: The original film didn't really have that sort of, well, they didn't have
0: the technology. Well, well, not that, just
1: that, but they didn't have the choreography for anything that much more advanced.
0: They did some choreography work actually to in their training before they did a New Hope, but it wasn't anything like it is today. Yeah, it's not like you know uh, what's his name that played Darth Maul in the movies, um, Ray Ray Park, um, who was an actual trained uh, you know martial martial artist, artist and yeah. stuff like that. None of that existed, at least not in the Star
1: Wars world. So, or at least they didn't take that over from like. Or right. Kung Fu films or anything. Precisely.
0: So, you know, to make this transition and to make it seem you know, right in the storyline, you know, because in two years you're going to see that fight, I was wondering how they were going to do it, and this was brilliant. Yeah. Short, sweet, to the point. And we're going to break it down here in a minute, but I just thought we'd do the overview oh, of it. I yeah, it overview, brilliant. I
1: was actually really impressed with the scene. I thought it was done really well. I mean, not only do you have just the very quick fight scene, you have like the kind of reading each other and stances and mm-hmm. like it was, it was really well done, even though once again, not what I was expecting out of the scene. No, not at all. I wasn't either.
0: I was like, cause I, even in the back of my mind, my man, that they make this too elaborate. This is not going to feel right for, yeah. for a new hope. But yeah, this was perfect. Absolutely brilliant. So let's break down the scene. We're going to go step-by-step step through this. So we'll start with even right out of the gate, the few lines they say to each other, which I think is worth, <laughs> worth, talking about. Um, I led him to you. Let me make this right. Ezra's like, I want to I wanna make this right. Let me fight him. Mm. And that's when Obi-Wan goes, that's not your responsibility. I will mend this old wound. Mm. Now, that's a big deal because old wound, those of us in the Star Wars comic world will know there was a comic uh, series, I think it was called Visions, and there was one particular comic called Old Wounds mm. in which Obi-Wan fights a... Resurrected Maul, okay, with robot legs, yeah, and on Tatooine. The mm-hmm. only difference is, is that Maul is knows about Luke Skywalker, and is using then using that to get Obi Wan. Okay,
1: of so kind of similar to the storyline we have here, just using Luke in place of Ezra.
0: Precisely. So, so I thought that was a number one. There's a good nod and <laughs> yeah. saying, hey, we're using your story, but not really, but we are. They so. kind are. But it's a nice, it's, it's nice a homage anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice homage to it. So
1: But I mean that's kinda of what we've seen with the extended universe up until this point anyways, is just kinda of taking what works, what you know was a kind of a good piece and kind of integrating into the storyline like to in a way that works.
0: Yeah. I thought it worked really well. So nice nod. So, you know, bringing back old canon in a new way. So you know, what they do best really at
1: Rebels. Yeah, honestly. I mean it's definitely done a lot of that this season, especially with Thrawn and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, a lot with you know what they've done with Maul as well. Maul,
0: you know, Ahsoka, real Ahsoka, kind of, but she's Clone Wars, but so, uh, which is canon. Uh, but anyway, so Kenobi sends him on his way. Yeah, puts him on his due back, and then sends him off north um, yeah. on his way. Uh, and Then there's this, the whole Maul goes right in a taunting Obi Wan. Um,
1: it is definitely you know. The dark side's kind of approach this yeah. a lot of times.
0: Yeah, he just wants to piss him off. Um, he he goes, look at what you've become. What a desert rat. Yeah. Um, but I love Kenobi's comeback to these lines. He's like, look what I've risen above. Mm. You know, <laughs> I've come to kill you, but maybe they may think it would be worse to left, leave you here festering in your own squalor. Kenobi comes back at him. Maul, you have nothing because you so because you so this solely defines yourself and by your power to take life and to dominate others.
1: Yeah, it's a very good light side response. Yeah, in critique of you know the dark force, the light.
0: Or, yeah, it really is just a you know a, a philosophical back and forth between yeah. the light and the dark side.
1: Though I think it's kind of interesting because you see Maul's reaction when he's talking about you have a purpose here, don't you? Oh yeah, like yeah. you see like his eyes just light up. It's like Oh shit! How you still have a reason to keep going? That's why you're on this fucking. And,
0: and yeah, and you know, I, it's interesting though. This back and forth to me, it just shows to me how much Kenobi has grown. It, to me, I would say he's almost as strong as Yoda as far as the Force and knowledge and wisdom at this point. In time. possibly, maybe not in physical stature anymore. Either one of them, really, yeah, or or, or where they were, but as far as maybe just understanding the Force Hmm.
1: and really... It definitely shows progress from the last time you see him in Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, It definitely...
0: Uh, And don't get me wrong, Maul is a shadow and a shell of his former self by this point, too. I mean, you have somebody who's very strong in the light, kind of at the peak of his knowledge in the Force... You know, old wise sage versus a very old, broken down, battered... Yeah, I mean, you uh, look at Maul, like, Maul. he
1: survived, but he's survived, not thrived, right? Right.
0: And it's almost a lesson like, okay, this is what happens if you do it right, and this is what happens if you take the quick and easy path, if you if follow the dark side, so to speak, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, but getting back to your point, Aaron, where you're like, Maul figures out through the force that... Kenobi's not only on Tatooine not to protect something but someone.
1: Well, I thought he kind of picked up on that just from reading like his like body language and like trying like figuring out his motivations for being there. Oh, like, yeah. You see him questioning like why are you on this filthy hole?
0: Well, it was kind of it almost took me back to Jedi uh with Vader mm. and, uh, you know, they're underneath the steps and Luke's hiding. Yeah. And he's trying to lure Luke out and he's like your sister, so you have a twin sister. Yeah. You know, now your feelings have betrayed her, too. He's trying to agitate yeah. the whole time, and eventually he does. He gets mm. Luke to come out, you know, with, well, if you will not turn to the dark side, perhaps your sister will. And that's what sends Luke into a rage.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but still, it, it was... Know, like, to me,
1: to... it didn't seem like he, at this point he was really looking to agitate him so much as just he was fascinated by it. Because he... He had Kenobi having what he lacked, Mm -hmm. which was a purpose, a motivation, a driving force. That's a good point. Because here you really have Maul kind of clinging on to something. Yeah. Whereas Kenobi is, you know, standing strong in his convictions, more or less.
0: It's just, it's it's interesting because up to this point, until Maul figures out, you know, that he's protecting someone, Kenobi's passive. He Mm. hasn't drawn his blade He's just sitting there, going back and forth with him. He's he's concentrated on it. Yeah, it's
1: him. interesting. Once Maul goes like, "No, you're protecting someone. someone." You just see like the light, light from the lightsaber, lightsaber turn come on. on. Yeah. You
0: see his you see his eyes focus. And yeah, it's
1: it's a very well shot thing because it's yeah. not like focusing on the lightsaber itself, but you're just seeing like his, the reflection of it. It's
0: a reflection, and you see Kenobi's eyes and facial expression through the lightsaber, which yeah. is very cool and well done. I yeah. got to hand it to Dave. That's a
1: very well shot,
0: and his team uh, very well done. Um, and, but yeah, from that moment on, he's like, all right, now I have to kill you. Um, yeah. you know, you, you found out my secret. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Cause that's his purpose. That's why he's there. Right. He has his, he's there to like protect he can't Luke. let, you know, Maul just find Luke. He
0: yeah. it just can't happen. So I, I, that's what I thought was very interesting. Yeah. So let's break down the duel itself. Um, most people would probably watch it and go, well, that was really quick and that was over. There wasn't much to it, but if you look at it closer, and they hand at this in the um the Star Wars Rebels recon show that they're after mm. behind the scenes show and I did a little digging on it and they're right um it was done intentionally <laughs> so obi-wan starts off with his revenge of the sith post which is okay. the the lightsaber over his head yeah you know, it's the, like the um, two fingers pointing out kind of deal which we see we see when he fights um yeah, it's general like, Grievous. Um, it was like Revenge a classic
1: 7. like rapier like parry sort of yes you know?
0: kind of kind of sort of um, kind of over his head like in a stabbing position mm. and then his hand out except his yeah. two fingers is what he uses but then he changes he changes his fighting stance he holds the blade out front at first and then he holds the blade back and up and towards his head mm. now
1: almost baseball bats
0: almost that. baseball yeah almost like he's gonna swing for the fences it's, it's a good analogy. Now for those of you who have said I've seen this before, you have now obviously it's a different Jedi fighting style and there are seven of them, but it's the same one used by his master Qui-Gon Jinn mm. in The Phantom Menace. When Qui-Gon first rings his blade up to fight in that scene with Maul, he's it's got he's in the same stance. Yeah. So there it is. Um also Maul, when he starts his move, when he, he actually uses the same jump move to, when he starts the duel, mm. he does that flip. That's a, that's also from
1: the Phantom Menace. So it kind of goes into a very similar sort of pattern as the fighting Phantom Menace against Qui-Gon
0: Very Gun much Jin. so. In fact, Maul goes right into the kill move that he used on, on Qui Gon Jinn. Now, for those of you who can't see it, basically what happens is in this duel at the end with Qui Gon Jinn, right before he kills him, he uses the middle of his lightsaber to knock kind of Qui Gon in the forehead and kind of disorient him before moving around
1: yeah. and running his blade through him. It's kind of a blunt attack him. with the center of the, the center, uh, lightsaber.
0: Yeah, it catches catches Qui Gon off off guard enough that he can that he goes in for the final blow mm. and he runs his lightsaber through him. Yeah. The difference here, though, is obviously, is Kenobi counters that and then just literally cuts the lightsaber in half. Mm. And literally through you know Maul's abdomen. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that out? was
1: kind of like just a muscle memory sort of response to that scenario for Maul?
0: I think it could have been. I think if he may have even recognized it as intentional. I don't know. But I think Kenobi outsmarted him, though, Yeah, using it, because Maul's, Maul maybe saw that stance and said, okay, I know the, the counter to that. This has worked before. Yeah. Tried to use it on Kenobi, and Kenobi's now, eh, I've seen that before, and you know, yeah, used took, it against, advantage, of took it. advantage of it and used it against him. Right. So, um, so yeah. For that, this, that is
1: actually a pretty interesting observation because that's not one I would have made actually after just watching it. And,
0: and you don't the first time you watched it because the first time I watched it, I was like, I, I was literally like speechless and I was stunned. I was like, that's over that quickly.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. the first response is like, wow, that really was kind of just a very quick like old school samurai duel. Yeah, something. I was
0: just like, Oh my God! That it's over. You know yeah. it, it literally is over in seconds. But when I went back and I rewatched this thing, probably yeah, five or six be honest, times,
1: because of how quick it is. Like if you're not slowing it down, it's kind of. Yeah, it's probably probably easy to miss. It is. because once again, I didn't notice that at all. And
0: then I I broke it down. I was like, oh. and then I watched the after show. I was like, I've seen that before. And I saw the after show, and like, sure enough, yeah, it's the exact same move. Yeah, he's he's literally going to use the middle of his lightsaber, his two blade lightsaber. To, to, like, hit, try, hit, just punch him in the face. Punch him in the face with it, like he did with Qui-Gon, and then use the
1: death blow. Yeah. But, but I gotta be honest, in Maul's offense, that's probably, if you're worried about two edges of a lightsaber coming at you from either side, mm-hmm. it's probably really easy to forget that you can be attacked by the center bit as well. Right. and it, like it, it, There's probably a reason that's a good tactic it, to use it, in it a lot kind of cases.
0: Of, it, it really is, because if... Yeah, like you are saying. if like you are worried, worried
1: about like defending on one side or the other, like what side is it going to come from? Right. You might not be that worried about like just getting punched in the face. Punched in the face, yeah. yeah.
0: And then, uh, yeah. So it, it was really effective, and it, it was awesome to see that. Once I discovered that, I was like, oh my god, they're it's it, a nice it, nod, nice back nice nod, to it, yeah, very nice nod back to it. And it's it's all about, and I love that's one of the things I love about Dave Filoni is he likes to connect things back. Mm. in, you know, kind of reflections of the past forward, that whole... Yeah,
1: and it doesn't come across like just a cheap self-reference sort of thing. Right. Like, it's not just meta for the point of it.
0: In this case, it actually serves a purpose, and it actually, you know... Plays into the mythos. Yeah, and it works in the episode itself, by itself. And then, again, there's even more flashbacks, because when, right after he, you know, Maul drops his lightsabers, Kenobi grabs him, and he's holding him. Yeah. That's happened before, too. It happened with Qui-Gon. It happened after Maul killed Satine. He's mm.
1: holding
0: almost the same position. It's almost kind of freaky. In so fact,
1: essentially just they, they like showing Kenobi just holding dead people. Holding dead people. Yeah. Um, it's, uh,
0: but it's a different thing. It's, it's not a
1: necrophilic time. sort of hint at thing. No,
0: okay. no. I definitely not want to go there. Um but it is kind of interesting though because he's holding his dead master. Mm. He's holding his you know, his dead Love interest is mm. you know, and then finally he's holding his dead rival yeah in his hands it's kind of a strange you do have
1: kind of a weird touching moments like there towards maul's demise though oh yeah he, he... Like, you see him almost giving maul like hope before he's dead,
0: yeah, and we're're we're, we're gonna go into in length on the whole chosen one thing because i I've got an answer because that's that's set the internet on fire apparently um but it's interesting because it, it, it it's just I love how he just keeps over and over and over again. We see this time and time again, mm. and it's just reflections of the past, like a history the, repeating itself. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very very cool. <clears throat> All right, so let's address let's address Maul asking is he the chosen one, um, and Kenobi obviously answers he is. Yeah, um, obviously everybody that gives you the sense that that. Um, you know that he's asking the mall's asking about who he discovered. He doesn't okay. know his name, but he's like when before the duel begins again he says you're protecting someone. Mm. So he's asking about this someone and he says is he the chosen one? And Kenobi says he is. Mm. Therefore Kenobi Kenobi's Kenobi is saying that Luke is the chosen
1: one. Well, he's saying that's possibly true from his perspective anyway.
0: Right. And that's the key. A lot of people are going, oh, my God, oh, my God, they've just changed everything. They retconned the Chosen One. They retconned the Chosen One. No, mm. they didn't. From Kenobi's point of view, from a certain point of view, once again, uh, the Chosen Luke to him is the Chosen One. Mm. Anakin to him is gone. He, yeah, He thinks Anakin is a lost cause. He doesn't believe there is any Anakin Skywalker left Yeah, at this point. That he has being consumed he believes yoda when yoda has said now after fighting him that you know gone that boy is consumed uh. by darth vader he has become you know he's anakin is completely gone to him mm. so to him in his own mind therefore he doesn't believe that there's any redemption for
1: anakin and that
0: anakin's gone so therefore
1: he believes in anakin's bloodline more than anakin
0: and then in anakin himself so therefore in his mind you luke has to be the chosen one mm. that there that that that's this has to be the answer, that Luke is going to be the one that will destroy the Sith, mm. because he never sees what Luke Skywalker actually sees, and at by the time we get to Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker is actually wiser than both Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda, mm. in the fact that he understands that there is still good in his father, mm. and that he can be turned back.
1: Well, I mean, you could also from view that side. as like a variant of hope more than wisdom. But, well you know. maybe
0: but but because Yoda and um Kenobi view it very black and white. Yeah. There is no coming back. Well, I mean, He's gone. if you
1: look at Yoda as a whole, he views existence in a very black and white term by the time mm-hmm. you get to like episode 4 or episode yeah. 5. ish Sure. And
0: from their point of view, Anakin cannot come back. Anakin's mm-hmm. gone. Darth Vader consumed he is. Darth yeah. Vader has killed Anakin Skywalker. Well,
1: that's Kind of one of the problems of being a zealot and your faith is that sometimes it blinds you to things. As Precisely,
0: well. and they are, and they never realize that by by Luke sacrificing himself, he redeems his father, mm. brings back his father. So essentially, Anakin kills not only Darth Vader at that moment, but he also kills the Emperor by throwing him down the pit of the Death Star. Yeah. So he does actually the f- the suck.
1: The throw that's kind of equivalent to a soccer punch.
0: To a soccer punch, yeah. But he he fulfills, at that very moment, when he turns to pick up the Emperor, two things happen. Anakin Skywalker comes back. Darth Vader is dead. Mm. One Sith is dead. Then he throws the Emperor over the the balcony. He's killed both the Rule of Two has worked against the Sith. The Sith are gone. Mm. The Chosen One has fulfilled his destiny. Yeah, but
1: by the time you get to Episode Seven, you realize Dark Force users are still a thing. Right. So, that's, like, that's a
0: different thing, but... from so I,
1: like It kind of feels like you're arguing semantics at that point, though, well, that well, like well, little... no, no,
0: no, wait a minute. The, the prophecy is the Chosen One will bring balance to the Force and will destroy the Sith. Therefore, the Sith are destroyed. The Chosen One has fulfilled well, his yeah, destiny. But,
1: like, in the original trilogy, you kind of equate dark side user with Sith. And it's only really by the time you get to 7 where you kind seven of... 7
0: is where they expand it out.
1: Where they kind of disconnect that a little well, bit. Well,
0: I believe by the time we get to 7, they are trying to find a way to bring them back. Uh-huh. You have a lot of dark side users, yeah. but that aren't really truly Sith, per se. Mm. They don't They don't have that same knowledge. They don't have that same power. It's been lost. Mm. The Chosen One is taking it out of the universe.
1: Well, yeah, but once again, going back to... Like the Clone Wars and the whole Yoda saga. Like, it it seems like it's a natural part of the universe. It is, and that's why it's So it's always back. going to, like, return. It's like... You're
0: always going to... It's just going to take a different form, right? Also,
1: I mean, you can make an argument that the fact that you used to have thousands of Jedi and only, like, one or two Sif. Mm-hmm and Vader more or less evened it out so there was one or two of each. Kind of brought balance to the Force in its own well, way. Well, yeah, and
0: if you go, and Bane is no is currently not canon, but I don't see how they're going to, well, actually he is canon through the Clone Wars now, because he's the one that comes up with the Rule 2. But before the Rule 2, you had thousands of Jedi, you had thousands of Sith.
1: Yeah. So, you know. It, it was really the Sith that kind of cut their numbers down, but that's just, Yeah, the, so they weren't killing each other.
0: But the whole thing about the Chosen One, though, is set the, the the internet on fire. They're like, oh my god, they just retconned the Chosen One, and blah, 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 and this isn't right, and some uh-huh. people are okay with it, some people aren't. Now, it's, they're telling the story from what Obi-Wan believes. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan, after he you know, practically takes off all of Anakin's limbs, he goes, you were the Chosen One. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. You yeah. know, In his mind, he's gone. You know, yeah,
1: because the chosen one was supposed to be on his side. It
0: was on his side, and he was he was mistaken, and so therefore it must be Luke. He's yeah. put his faith into another. Mm. So from his point of view, he is the chosen one. So I hopefully that that uh, will bring the internet back down to earth. I, I don't well know. that
1: it's the internet; it runs on rage. It's fine. It does. It runs on rage constantly.
0: <laughs> so there's my. Uh, my my take on the chosen yeah. one, and I my,
1: actually really like Maul's response to that. That was like he really just like there's that response of he'll get revenge for us.
0: Yes, that was, and I thought, wow, is that is not that is perfect thing to say because that is exactly what a Sith would say. Yeah, a Sith wouldn't say, you know, he he'll you know he'll bring balance. No, yeah. no, he's going to avenge us.
1: Yeah, you know, ah. like in his mind is like, good, someone needs to take the emperor down where I couldn't.
0: Well, and when you think about it, and he says us, and I th- I thought about that, too, and I was like, you know what? He's right, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, Maul says it
0: himself. Uh, you know, they used him as a weapon. They tossed him aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took him from his mother. They actually kill his mother. They kill his brother. Yeah. The, he's lost from the Sith. Kenobi's lost a lot to the Sith. Yeah. He lost the entire Jedi Order, essentially, almost all yeah. of them. His best friend, son like figure, apprentice Anakin, lost yeah. to the Sith. And the woman he loves, Satine, yeah. all lost to the Sith. So actually, yeah, he's Maul's kind of telling the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can make the argument that's a subjective perspective sort of thing again. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's... They both kind of lost a lot to it. And it's interesting because even though they're adversarial, you do see some similarities in that regard. Like, they, there is some weird familiarity or kinship sort of thing Mm -hmm. that kind of goes with the rivalry
0: yeah it does it's it's yeah they were rivals but yeah he's he's right though you know they they've gone through a lot of shit in their their Interesting
1: because it does kind of present maul as being kind of the opposite end of the coin for kenobi yes like once again where you see maul kind of searching for meaning and like for why he's still there you have kenobi there that's kind of you know steadfast in his convictions
0: very much so yeah it's uh it's it's um it's like you said it, it that's a good analogy Aaron they're two yeah, they're sides very of the same contrasting coin. each other. No oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know it um it's it's god I am trying to think of the word and I, I can't I, but we'll just call it two sides of the same coin. Yeah. That's probably the easiest way to to put it. Um yeah, that that's a great point to make. Um that they but But yeah, he's not telling that. When he says avenge, yeah, it's told from a Sith point of view, but he's not lying either. Yeah. You know, and that he's. It's interesting to me, though, that Maul knows about the Chosen One or that he even believes in the Chosen One at that point.
1: I don't know. It's interesting looking at Maul's faith in the Fork because he's almost disregarded the Sith belief, like teachings, but he still is willing to use them for his own benefit. Yeah. So he seems almost more opened up to being. Uh, more of a neutral character in some ways.
0: I I believe that by the end, Maul is more. He's he's still dark. Yeah, but he's not like he's 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 like light. He's gray dark. He's not. He's dark gray. He's not like black. Well,
1: I mean, he's looking for something to believe in as well. Yeah,
0: which is interesting for a Sith because Sith don't believe that. You know that 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 shows that he's growing beyond his sith teachings well yeah but i mean you know?
1: that's he abandoned the sith or the sith abandoned, abandoned him,
0: him. yeah so, that, so yeah he's yeah is he still is he still evil well yeah he's still evil but he's he's more dark gray than yeah. than black though it se. is
1: funny he's still like even up towards like the last scene of Ezra, he still like views him as his potential apprentice and like and he actually seems really fond oh, of that yeah. idea like, oh
0: yeah he's like yeah i'll see you soon apprentice if he yeah. you know if he lives out yeah, I'll, I'll come find you you better damn well believe it yeah you know? yeah so yeah but <laughs> it's very uh excuse me i've been talking so much because right? i'm so excited about this episode but um
1: it's a good episode
0: mm-hmm. it's a great episode especially when you break it down and see all this stuff that they threw in and how carefully they were about throwing it in how subtle they were about throwing it all in
1: yeah there's a lot of things like you it could, kind of respected the audience enough to kind of enjoy the subtlety of it, mm-hmm. which a lot of things have a hard time doing.
0: And you can tell, especially with this episode, anyway, that every line of dialogue is was probably poured over time and time and time again. I would. I
1: think at least by the time you get to the Kenobi bit, yeah, yeah because they're
0: really every word is important. I <laughs> like mean, I
1: think earlier on the episode, you probably could have gone a bit. You could have changed some things here or there if you really wanted to, and it, it, there probably was some wiggle room with that. Yeah. But by the time he gets Kenobi, yeah, it definitely seems like they really worded it very, you mm. know, as well as they could.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's let's move on real quick. Ezra returns home to the Rebel base to his family. He's learned his lesson. They are his family, and, it, and then he says, "The interesting part about that whole scene really is not only has he learned his lesson, but he says it's time to go home." So I think he may be referring to. Let's proceed with the attack on Lothal. Let's Yeah. Well, he's, continue he's, our planning. He's
1: clearly referring to Lothal which is, you know, his home. Right. Even yeah. though I guess since he's viewing them as kind of a family thing, which has kind of been a the theme of the show the entire time, so. Right. Uh, you know, it's now their home, I guess. Yeah,
0: very much so. All right, so we got we got through that little scene and then the best the other the, the scene that gives me the feels of, of the whole episode other than the duel was the, the final scene of we see Kenobi somehow has another do-back, which is interesting, which
1: I think... It might of, be the same one. He maybe a, just circled back.
0: Maybe a bit of a pothole. Uh, or, yeah, maybe circled back. But he's back on his do-back, and he's watching from a, uh, the Lars homestead from a distance. And then you hear uh, Amperu's voice, um, which I'm pretty sure they pulled straight from the movie. You, I would assume so, yeah. Just say it. Because it's pretty close. Yeah, and you just hear, Luke! luke just like you hear yeah. you know in a new hope and that gave me the feels and then you see like a it looks like a little kid really but i guess it's supposed to be luke
1: and from a, a distance
0: running across the
1: i actually amazed thing. you're not really more talking about the music because they also pull up like oh, yeah um,
0: the force theme yeah yeah it's the same theme that uh, luke is using while he looks at the twin sons in uh, a new hope yeah that, that iconic, you know, da, 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 yeah. you know, I can't do it, but you know, it's, yeah, it's very iconic, and they play it through the credits too, which is really cool. Yeah, so
1: I, I would assume that'd be the main thing that gave you goosebumps from that. Oh, scene well, because... that that was part of it, yeah,
0: the music, but also hearing Luke, which you, yeah. the music, I was like, oh okay, yeah, that that makes sense. And then you hear her go, Luke, Luke, and that was like, yeah, goosebumps on the arms. All right, yeah, yeah. That, there's the there's the Star Wars feel at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of shows how close this is getting to a new home. Oh, yeah, right?
0: it's, we're you know literally knocking on the door almost. Yeah. We're two years away at this point, supposedly. Yeah. So. so, yeah. All right, so we have really broken down a 22-minute show and drawn it out to an hour and 12 minutes, but there was certainly a lot cramped into this. In fact, God, do I ever wanted this episode to be get rid of the stupid droid episode from last week and just give me two hour give me a whole hour of this yeah this would have been so much better because I heard the
1: finale is going to be an hour long so maybe that'll you know that you know sensation for you
0: hopefully but you know the other thing they said (laughs) that kills me this they said this episode has more deleted scenes than any other episode they did (laughs)
1: Really? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, that's a good reason to buy the Blu-ray of the season, isn't Right, it?
0: I guess, yeah. But still, I was like, oh, Well, man. assuming
1: they put like, lead scenes on the Blu-ray. Yeah, I was
0: like, no, get rid of the stupid-ass droids and give me an hour of this. I yeah. was just... This was just perfect, though, but...
1: Except that, like, the scenes, they're all of AP5 just ordering people around. <laughs> yeah, you know... <laughs> Yeah, probably. Go get the Blu-ray. I would just be so disappointed. Probably, I don't know.
0: Anyway, all right. So let's let's get into final thoughts and grades.
1: All right, Aaron, your final thought and grade for Twin Sons. Uh, I think this is an episode you kind of have to give an A uh, for this, you know, season. Yeah. Like there's a lot of done, that's done subtly. You have the very quick kind of duel scene, but it's played out so well. You have that dynamic between Kenobi and Ezra, as well as Kenobi and Maul, and I think it played out almost perfectly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I this is uh, this is the highlight of the season for me uh, so far. This is up there with the Ahsoka Vader episode. Um, it, it it it's got everything. I mean, every line of dialogue. Feels like they went, especially with the Kenobi Maul, was looked like they went over it and went over it and went over it with a fine-tooth comb. I every, every word, every line, the battle, the way they handled the duel, how they they incorporated, uh, you know, old old scenes from way back from the beginning when we first saw Maul to how we, you know, and how it he, those moves were his ultimate demise, just that whole full circle thing. That is Star Wars. That the it, this this whole episode is Star Wars. This is this is about as Star Wars as it can get in Rebels, I think. Uh, I could be wrong. They could surprise the heck out of me and they may still. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is A plus
1: plus. But if, we still have a season finale to go. We
0: still have a one hour season finale to go, but this is this is like the heart and soul episode for Star Wars. This season, at yeah. least. Maybe the whole series. Again, Ahsoka Vader's up there too, but this is pretty well, damn... Well, it's pretty cool in terms of action
1: sequence, but I think in terms of just, like, how well done it is and how, like, refined and, like, gone over it is, I think this one actually kind of tops it in its own ways. I
0: think it does, too, Aaron. It's pretty damn close. I mean, it was really cool to see Ahsoka Vader and to see a Master against Apprentice and and be able to see Anakin through the mask of Vader like we did last season. But this is this is right up there. This is really is heart and soul, meat and potatoes. This is... Star Wars. And I, I can't say anything better about it. I don't think the episode could have been any better other than being possibly longer. <laughs> please, please next time give me give me this just more of it. Yeah. But anyway, um, all right. So, real quick, where can you find Four Midwest Guys? Well, it's real simple now. You can go to the number four midwestguys.com. Again, that is the number four midwestguys.com. One more time, the number four midwestguys.com when you go to that website you will find all of our podcasts there you will find links to our twitter to our facebook to our itunes to our podbean account our, to our stitcher account There are plenty of ways to follow us like us like subscribe um and follow us as well as again all the podcasts are there if you go at the very top there's links to each individual podcast we do everything is categorized if you just want star wars rebels Click Star Wars Rebels. If you just want Marvel DC Kings, click Marvel DC Kings. If you just want the new one that we just, our new series, Binge Watch, click Binge Watch. And it gives you all that. Everything you need there. There's plenty of ways to reach out to us. There's even a contact us link in there as well. You can send us a quick email and a little form, and uh, it sends an email to us. Plenty of ways to reach out to us through Twitter, Facebook, everything. One stop shop. Again, that is the number four, MidwestGuys.com. One more time, the number four, MidwestGuys.com. All right, well, Aaron, thanks for joining us, sir. Yeah, no problem. And for B. Willie saying, may the Force be with you always.